This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. And Yins already know to drill. Or at least you should by now, you jabronis. On this program, we've got a decade of NFL experience, a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But if you want to get involved, questions, comments, concerns, reactions on this Monday, the best way to do so is on the Twitter.com, on X, on whatever the heck you want to call it, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52. The Body. And Arthur Motes, it's not just any Monday. What kind of Monday is it? Victory! Victory! Monday here on the program. The Steelers take care of business in Cincinnati. Final score 16 to Pittsburgh, 10 to the Bengals. And Motsi, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you and I did our last show Wednesday of last week, correct Thursday and Friday off, of course, Thanksgiving. The Mundo. What uh you and I both had the same score prediction uh, for I this think, game. I, if I recollect right, I think that is correct. I believe it was a, a, a 16 to 10, if, if I recollect right. <laughs> I believe it was 16 to 10, Ooh. one time for the culture, one time for the culture. I mean, look at the big brain on the Steelers blitz, baby. I mean, we do this. It's no surprise. Victory! We do this. Victory! Just one more time for the coach, just in case they, because we did have 400 yards total offense too. But go ahead, bust one time for the people in the back. Victory! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think if we sat here for the next two hours and I just hit the victory drop 400? I think they go roll with it. Times? I think they let it ride today. I'm trying to do the math on that. Would we be able to play it 400 times in a two-hour span? I think your finger would get tired of clicking the button. Because you don't have it on loop. You got to so manually a, do it. I'm looking at it here, right? It's a 1.7 second long clip. Mm-hmm. That means what? I could fire one off probably about every two and a half seconds. Yeah. Because there's like a little bit of reboot yeah. time there. I think your figure gets tired first, bro. Someone do the math for me and tell me how many hours it would take us to hit the victory what, button. What's that bane? What's the bane line? What's going to break first? <laughs> Yo, buddy. <laughs> what's going to break first? My finger? The sound system? The button here? You know? Or Moats' sanity? Like, jeez. We will never know. But what we do know is that the Steelers, back in the win column, uh, and you know what? On this Victory Monday, it's the first time that we've uh, that we've had Motsi in here on a Victory Monday for a couple wow. weeks. Wow. Throw the boy under the no, bus. No, no, That's no, no. correct. I wasn't, I wasn't finished. I'm messing, I with wasn't... You. I'm messing with you, bro. You know that. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your take because. Oh, now you want to hear my take. Oh, as, that's crazy. As always. That's right? crazy. He said, boy, he'll never show up on Mondays for work. Dang. I, I love the. <laughs> And when you do, we lose to Cleveland the day before. I mean, way to go. I always – one of the things that I love so much about football and what you and I get to do for a living is the importance of every single game, right? Particularly amongst a fan base like Steeler Nation where we are obsessed, we are dedicated, we are diehards. Every single play is enormous. Every single game, every single week, it's like your life is on the line for three hours on a Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday or – I'm hearing, or Wednesday. I'm hearing that we're going to play the Colts on a Saturday, that that could be announced here in the next Anybody couple days. Anybody can get it. I mean, the Steelers lose to the Browns, right? 
to fall to six and four. The sky is falling. Fire everybody. Get rid of Mike Tomlin. Get rid of Kenny Pickett. Get rid of uh, Matt Canada. Well, that did happen. Get rid of Terrell Fire him twice is what he said. You know what? Mr. Rooney, sell the team. Wesson Motes, go find somewhere else to do your radio show. Get on with your life's work. Get out of here. Then, nine days later, you go back to O-H-I-O. Mm-hmm. And uh, you take care of business. Seven and four. And it's playing the Super Bowl parade. I I love the juxtaposition of best team in the world versus the sky is falling seemingly every single week. We are back on the best team in the world. We are back on the we are Wilt Chamberlain holding up a little 400 sign instead of a 100 sign after the yardage there. Motsi, I want your I want your kind of gut reaction, your initial reaction here to everything that transpired yesterday. Your biggest takeaway, Professor. How should we be feeling? We won the game. I'm happy. And I think that's always been the constant messaging, regardless of whatever narrative was trying to be painted. And we've talked about that plenty of times also throughout this course of this season and even dating back to last season. We said a lot of times, man, it would be it's all this guy or it's all that guy. And in true still in nation fashion, we keeping it consistent. We either saying it's all this guy yesterday, it was all because of that guy yesterday as well, man. And that's completely understandable. Like we said, man, we don't um expect everybody to deal with the minutiae, everybody to deal with the context. A lot of times people want just surface level, and that's fine. So to me, man, I looked at it as simply surface level. We won the game. We got four hundred yards of total offense. Thumbs up, pat him on the back. Woo. And that's that, right? Mm-hmm. Because Anything else is like we're doing the stuff that we had already been doing. Hey, man, we moved the ball in between the 20s, but we kind of stalled out in the red zones, man. We didn't get the touchdown. We stayed at the 30 point. You know what I mean? See, I'm, hey, I'm glad, it, I'm it, glad was, you, it was middle of the third quarter. I'm and glad you went there. They're marching into the 10 yard line about yes. to score, and it's the Jake Browning throwing the pick to kind of flip the game. Otherwise, it's potentially 14 to 3 headed into the fourth. So, like I said, for me, I'm like, bro, we won. That's been the constant messaging. The offense looked better. I thought Kenny was more decisive. At the same time, I think that we simplified it for him and said, dude, you're going here with the ball. Mm -hmm. Look here. Mm -hmm. Don't look there. Don't look there. Look here. Mm -hmm. And I thought that he did a really good job of executing that. And I thought that that was a reflection of Mike Sullivan and Kenny Pickett's relationship. As a former player, we talk about your closest person is your position coach. You've talked about that easy in the past. Yeah, they're going to have the most intimate understanding of your strengths and weaknesses. You're going to have the most compatibility in terms of being on the same wavelength mentally. So I think at one point they had talked about kind of cutting out the middleman, right? The whole with Matt Canada and Mike Sullivan because it's the conversation. Whereas now you look at them and I do feel like at times it was the simple conversation of Kenny, man. This is what we want to get right here. You comfortable with this though? We're not looking here. We're not looking here. We're looking specifically here is different when it comes from your position coach versus when it comes from the coordinator. Keith Butler, Dick LeBeau, my coordinator is here. And at the same time, Keith Butler and Joey Porter with my position coaches here. And the communication just feels different when it's coming from OC versus coming from your position coach. OC, it does feel a little bit more like management at times when they speak to you. <laughs> you know, man, hey, they typically don't talk to all of us. You know, so it's got to be something in the workings. Whereas with your position, because you just have another level of comfort because, you know, they in this thing with you day to day. They talk to you, your good days, your bad days, good plays, bad plays. They're in the trenches with you. They're in the trenches with you. Coordinators, you talk to them in the big rooms. 
you talk to them when they're addressing the whole group, unless you did something either super special or super not special. And yeah, it's like the principal's off. You typically don't want to go in there, right. you know? Right. So I do think in that vein, the comfort was there and I did like that. But I thought as a whole, the team showed up and played with urgency. And that was something that we've talked about needing to do more consistently because we don't have this super team where we could just come out here, turn the ball over multiple times, be highly penalized and overcome it. We said we're a team that has to operate within the margins because we do have a small margin for error. But if we do operate like that, we can win. Does it still hold true? Who won the turnover battle yesterday? Did we lose it or was it even? It was even. So, once again. One and one each, right? One and one yep. each. Yep. Holds true. Did we smash the run, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Did Joe Mixon and their offense feel like they were running the ball oh for 100-plus yards in us? Absolutely not. I think not. Mixon had five carries okay. for 13 yards at halftime. So you mean to tell me we didn't lose a turnover battle, we smashed the run, right? Mm-hmm. Did we run the ball well yesterday? We ran the ball well. I thought, as a whole, we controlled the line of scrimmage, yep. especially in the running game. Pass game was a little bit kind of back and forth at times, and rightfully so when you think about their pass rushers, right? But as a whole, I thought we did look good, and that was the big thing that we wanted to see. Look good, man. Look like you playing for your job. Look like somebody just got fired, and y'all not about to come out here and turn it in. Y'all about to come out here and say, look, it ain't going to be me next. And that was kind of the vibe that I got. Now, we know not everybody played with that urgency for four quarters. So guys have come under fire because of their effort on certain plays. I get it. I get it. But that's for another topic. We ain't there just yet. That is for another topic. We, we, will, we will go there at, at some point because I don't think we'd be doing our due diligence if we didn't. But I'm on the same page as you. I think that's perfectly laid out. This is kind of one of those weird – you know how you and I talk all the time? We we laugh. We You and I both think – like there is a place for analytics in football. Mm-hmm. There is a place, a place for statistical-based analysis in football. As much as we rip on pro football focus, and as much as at times I think they're off the rocker, I still believe there's a place for that in the lexicon of all these football conversations that we have. Information is valid. Yes. The problem is when you take just stats and use those as end-all, be-all. Exactly. And then on top of those stats, you have your own variation of a grading system. That's where it gets a little convoluted, but then you put it out there as gospel. That's why PFF is looked at like that. I completely ESPN's been doing stats. ESPN doing advanced analytics for the past five, ten years. We've been real about it. (laughs) The difference is, though, we don't put up ESPN analytics as this makes this guy good, this makes this guy not good. Whereas with PFF, we know they use that as the barometer. It's supposed to be like a Bible. Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's the big reason why that's viewed like that. But stats as a whole do matter. Analytics do matter. 100%. Uh, yeah, they definitely matter. You just can't have that be your gospel where, like, that's how you walk and live every single day in this game because that is not how it works. <laughs> and and you and I have talked before, right? The ideal, I think, blend is you watch the games, you analyze the games, you break down the games, and you, okay, here's what my eyeballs are telling me. Here's what I'm seeing here from this guy. Here's what I'm seeing here. And then you go and you look at the underlying numbers and the stats and the analytics to kind of support what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Or if maybe, hey, maybe I'm missing it and somebody else is seeing it a different way. Like, I think that's the ideal blend, right? If you're only looking at sports on a spreadsheet, I think you're missing the plot. If you're one of these people who digs your heels in and says, analytics are dumb, I can use my eyeballs, I can watch the game, I don't need anything else, I think you're missing the plot. I would agree. The the, the answer is somewhere there in between. And you and I kind of, you know, we, we... 
at times laugh and make a mockery and make light of these things. But I think that's how you you and I both see this in the same way. It was one of those days where, man, visually it looked a lot better, mm-hmm. right? Visually, that offense was much more appealing. Probably since the rate, probably the most visually, you know, aesthetically appealing performance the offense has had since Vegas. Uh, might realistically might, yeah. might, might be fair, um, but man, I am I, I I'm I'm so glad it was one of the first things that you said there in your opening statement. Some of the issues, some of what has held this offense back is still there as well, too. I thought Kenny Pickett looked much better. I thought you could easily argue that's the best game he's played all season, perhaps the best game, most complete game that he's played in his career. And we could talk about, you know, all if Deontay squeezes the charm in a little bit tighter, maybe if Mike Tomlin challenges that thing, Kenny's got a touchdown in there, and, every, and, and you know, it is his his best performance of his career. Najee, I thought, played very well. The offensive line, like you said, was controlling things at times. Pat Fryermuth had his best game of the season for sure. Absolutely. Had more yards yesterday than he had the entire season combined. Granted, All- he missed four. I mean, he missed some games now. I he know did, that. that but was he still a played in five. Yes, but still, man. Y'all, like, he been, he been here the whole time, man. That no, was killing me yesterday, play- I, I man. Didn't, I didn't mean that as no, a no, shot, Not Pat. you. Not you. No, no, no. Okay, it okay, wasn't you. Okay. <laughs> I kept hearing this all day yesterday, though. Man, Pat Frymuth got more get more yards today than he's had all season. I'm like, bro, he's been on IR. He Am played I, five games, though. He was on IR. Am I missing something? <laughs> he played the first beginning of the season where we were the like, yo. Am I missing something here, man? That killed me, bro. I'm sorry. That was really bugging me yesterday. I kept I'm just like, yo, why do y'all keep putting this emphasis as if this dude's been playing healthy the whole time, like? He literally just came back last week, and y'all making it like he's been playing the whole season. How many? What's our record, man? What is our Seven record? Seven So you mean to tell me how many games we gonna play? Eleven. Oh, don't make me do math. I'm just like, bro, supposed to give out all season, match. Shame is Pat Frymuth supposed to give out all year. Can't you, just, I get it though. I'm sorry, everybody's saying, and I'm, I'm not gonna be like that. I am, but it was really bugging me. I'm just like, yo, why do y'all keep acting like this better, man was this, hurt? Like, this is your time. We better get it off your chest. It's more so because I get what they're trying to do, and you can tell every time the Steelers come on, they got a storyline and they go just push it, push it, push it, yep. and it just bugs me at times. Yep. That's all, bro. I'm yep. sorry. So, <laughs> I'm just sorry. If we're gonna, you know what? Let's go there then. Two. It's it's bugging me a little bit today in this sense. I mean, I just laid it out, right? Best, most complete performance from Kenny the entire season. Yeah. Easily the most effective moving the ball between the 20s. We'll oh, get there in a second. 100%. That, that, that you mentioned as well, too. Life from Fryermuth. Multiple people involved in the pass game and in the run game. All that being said, though, you still scored 16 points. And what's maybe sticking in my craw today is the same people, when we've criticized the offense, when we've criticized Kenny Pickett, have or not even criticized, just critiqued. Right? It's been, I don't care about the yards. I don't care about the stats. Just win the games. Right? To now, all of a sudden, 400 yards, Canada's gone. The offense is fixed. There's nuance in there. I am not saying. That boy said, yo, how y'all tell me y'all care about stats? But now you telling me, yo, these 400 yards is dead on me. Are we right now? So what you say? <laughs> Seven and four, 11 games, right? So for the first 10 games, numbers didn't mean deadly squat. But now they do, except for the point total, 16, which is right. The Steelers averaged 16.6 per game going into yesterday. They scored 16. But Kenny almost threw for 300 yards. That's the other part you forgot. And the offense, again, Wilt Chamberlain finally holding up the 400 on the piece of paper. 
I am not saying that I need to, that all the enthusiasm, that all the progress, I'm not trying to tamper that. Like I just laid it all out for you. Much more aesthetically pleasing. Much better from Kenny. Much better overall from the offense 100%, as a whole. 100%, man. 100%. Still, though, plenty of meat on that bone. Let's not act like it's all fixed. Let's not act like ding dong, the witch is dead. We got rid of Canada and look what we did. Because what we did was still have some of those issues that have really been the larger problem this year, Motsi. Uh, and that is particularly execution in the red zone. Execution, really, if you want to expand it a little bit, inside the opponent's half of field, you know, really inside the 40 and in the 30, even more so. But yes, the red zone as well, too. It's great that you were able to move the ball like you were able to yesterday. It's great that Kenny Pickett had that type of game because I think he just needed that kind of shot in the arm for confidence as well, too, and and, and all those different things from an intangible perspective. But it's a Bengals defense that had been allowing a good amount of points, and you still scored just 16. So that's the balance where I am today. They took a step forward without a doubt. Defense did what they always do. Very true. Timely sacks, timely turnovers. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible what they've been able to do this season and really dating back a couple years now. Yes, they have their issues as well too. At times, they've hemorrhaged too many yards, like we like you and I have talked about. But the defense doing what they do, the offense taking a step forward. But there's still meat on that bone, and the meat on that bone is finishing these drives with seven more often instead of three. How do they do that, Motsi? What's that next step in that growth and that step forward look like? That's where I want to start with you when we return on the other side. I like it, man. Sound like a plan? Sound like a good plan. We got the tweets rolling in. Keep those coming. You know where to get at us. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitz in here on a victory. Victory! Monday on the Steelers Blitz. The tweets are rolling in. We'll start getting to those in just a few minutes. Our buddy Chris Carter. Mama! Mama! He will join us. About 30 minutes from now. 29 minutes if you want me to I about be precise. To say, be, be, yeah. Come on. We had some clock issues yesterday. 29 minutes. You, you, and a you half might minute. not have been aware of said oh clock issues, God. but us, the consumers, I'm not aware of you know, said clock issues. We, we, we had it multi. We had clock issues in the state. We had clock. We had how to clock issue mess up the TV. That's what I was trying to figure out. 
You're in stadium and the clock don't work. What does that got to do with the team? I pay for YouTube. Listen, I pay for the extra YouTube package, all right? I got YouTube TV. I don't even let YouTube TV. I got it solely so I can watch these day-going football games, even though I could have watched them on local TV. But they told me, hey, man, you got to get this up whenever the games are in market, out of market, sell out Thursday night. You want to be able to watch all the games? You better have YouTube TV. So why is it that Wesley Euler, Wesley Valen Euler, why is it that? Why is it that I pay all this money to have my YouTube TV, my NFL Sunday ticket, and, and, stadium, your, and your cable package, and my cable. I gotta have all this stuff now. Got all the bells, all the little most. Okay, why is it that in the stadium they say, "Oh, clock issue going wrong"? What does that have to do with the TV broadcast? That's all I'm saying. What does that have to do with the little TV? They got the little clock up there, and it's like two minutes, five minutes, three minutes, all that other stuff. I literally felt like I lost four minutes of game action. I looked at the clock last time. It was like, oh, seven minutes of the clock. Looked at it again, two minutes one. I said, what happened to the time? It wasn't even how many plays it went by. Shoot, I feel like the referee took two minutes trying to explain the fact that the clock wasn't working. Ref had some bad skyline chili on Saturday night, and he needed to get to <laughs> halftime ahead of time. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> it's a drill. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that rumor, if it certainly spreads like wildfire, did not come from me. <laughs> But that was my issue yesterday. I'm just like, yo, how were these two things connected, man? I was surprised by that too because yeah. one of the clocks in the stadium was still. So they have two. They have. The, they you have got the, the man, zone. the big stadium, the, yep. like the scoreboard ones. And then you got like the ones that rode on the little sides, like the ribbons around yeah, the middle of that's the stadium. What they call it, the ribbons. I believe I that's like, what yeah. they call them, yeah. right? So the ribbon ones, the ones around the stadium, so the ones that are kind of at like the 50 yard lines, if you will, right? The ones that intersect with the 50 yard line, not the not the end zone scoreboard ones were a few seconds off. But it's like, do we really need to blow up the whole thing then? Why don't we just reset those ones to be correct? And if those ones aren't working, why can't we still leave the end zone? I don't know how that works. I'm not a timekeeper, clearly. You know what? I, did, I didn't I did do my due, my due mm. diligence as a producer today. You did not. I booked Chris Carter. I should have booked somebody who's got experience as a timekeeper in a football game. See? To we, come we, on and explain We're this. looking for clock management. I'm sure it's probably a little more intricate than you and I are imagining it. I mean, you you are running the clock for, for Wesley a Euler. massive Wesley stadium. Wesley Euler. Is this a billion dollar? With a B. Billion. See, now you're pulling out my vernacular. Okay. I, li- I like it. That's all I'm saying, bro. Vernacular. That's a big word. It is. But billion that's is a, a big number. It's a big, big number. Okay. Billion. Billion dollar business. Give me a clock that works. It ain't that. I don't care what y'all talk about, bro. Isn't it's it, a billion dollar business, Isn't it bro. funny, too, how that happens this season at the at the franchise where, like, What's the joke? Though the Bengals are notoriously they cheap, cheap, right? They cheap, bro. I can't believe they paid Joe cheap, Burrow because they're such a notoriously cheap organization. Hey, you know they had that little Jakey one. They had the little, the, like the rec ball. You know they plug it at the little scores table. Yep. We had one of them little score things going on in here. I'm telling you, what are and y'all since doing? Since the weather man? got cold, it malfunctioned, on, and they were like, "Oh, it's like, oh no, oh no, we got to go to Amazon. Oh no." All because you was excited to go to Cincinnati. I know you couldn't wait. Did you get your chi- Did you get your chilling your drinks? I knew you excited about it going. So it was actually Saturday night. All right, can I tell you all a funny story real quick before I talk to Moats about scoring more than 16 points after an offensive performance like that? Saturday night, I get on the plane, okay? About 2 o'clock, 2.15 Saturday afternoon. Flight leaves at 3, right? It's a little after 2 by the time I get on the plane. Ahead of the crowd, ahead of the rush, but not super early. Like some man, some of our people's Billy, the the legend Billy Hillgrove, he'd be on that plane seven hours before it takes off. Our fearless leader Reagan, 
I think Reagan, I think he spends the night at the airport ahead of time. He's Man. on that plane five hours before it I takes see, off. I've seen Reagan. I'm like, yo, Reagan, you were with me in the booth calling the game. Our- Next thing I know, I'm like, Reagan's on the flight. <laughs> He's out of here. Next thing you know, you see him over here. You see him. I'm like, yo, Reagan, do you ever stop Reagan's working? here. He's there. He's right, everywhere. Reagan he don't stop working, bro. Last weekend. Seriously, with, with, with San Antonio and Fanning, I'm like, bro, he's everywhere. Imagine going to Ireland one weekend. He's everywhere. And then Ohio the next weekend. You, eh, you rough, might catch him in Mexico City in a couple of months. All right? <laughs> a rough if you know, you know. Reagan's on that flight way ahead of time. Our producer, Dan Quinlan, he gets there so early, you'd think he's flying internationally, commercially. I mean, as early as Dan gets there. I get there about an hour before the flight. Okay, which beats the rush. The rush, as you know, Motsi, of the players is about 20, 30 minutes before the flight. Hey, come on, man. Don't you call this out like that. It's more like 15. I more like there, 15. I get there about 60 minutes ahead of time. I get my little sandwich, my little buffalo chicken wrap, or my chicken parm hoagie, and I get chicken on the plane. Chicken parm, you taste so good. And I mind my own business, right? Well, I get on the plane, and I sit down. And all you know, all the other people that are on there, Billy, and Dan, Billy Hillgrove and Dan Quinlan, uh, Mike Pursuta, right? Uh, Ange, of course. Mm-hmm. Angela, who uh, is, Shout out is, to Ange, is, man. is one of the uh, Steelers PR and communication Ange people. Ange a rock star, man. Ange, 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 is a Ange rock be star. looking out, man. Shout out to Ange, man. So they're all asking me when I get on the plane, hey, are you going to the media dinner tonight? And I go, what? Wait, what wait. media dinner? Go, what, what, what dinner? <laughs> what media dinner? I said, I said, I said, wait, what media dinner are we talking about? <laughs> Did you get the invite to and Dan, and Dan invite? goes, Dan goes, uh, you didn't see the invite. I sent it to you. I sent it to you. Uh, I emailed it to you late Wednesday night. And I said, Dan, do you know how unplugged I was from work mode by Wednesday night, cousin? It's like the only couple days in a row I get off over football from during Steelers season from Wednesday night till 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 Sunday morning. If you need me, you better call me. All right, because those are the only times football season runs, Motsi, from July till the end of the combine in February for us. Okay, mm-hmm. that's busy season. It, it, the, the, I get I get two days off during that, and it's Thanksgiving and the and, and the day after and Black Friday. Right? If you need me, you better call me because I ain't checking emails. Especially, especially, I ain't checking emails. especially during that time. Shoot, you might be getting ready to cook, far as we know, man. I think you had some you was getting ready to smoke out on, man. No doubt. Think about it, man. Wednesday night, that yeah. Turkey. Heck yeah, I man. I gotta spend time with my father-in-law, and my mother-in-law, who I only get to see a couple times a year. You know, so I missed I missed the email Wednesday night. And everyone's kind of looking at me like, oh, what are you gonna do? And I said, well, that's all right. I said, Pursuta and I, we were just gonna go to O'Malley's and watch some college football, anyways. And Pursuta looks at me and he goes, I'm okay. Trib going to get out. He going to the dinner. I got to do my, my Trib voice, right? I'm I'm going to dinner. What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? Because we go to O'Malley's after the dinner. Yeah. We'll have plenty of time. I don't know why I just turned Pursuta into, he got real into, into Rocky Balboa yeah, there for yeah. a second. So everyone is going to, I text back, go, you going to this dinner? Heck yeah, I'm going to this dinner. You can't miss it. Batman going to. Yep. Shout out to the Batman. Motsi, this dinner was at the Montgomery Inn, a nice establishment in Cincinnati, okay? Mm. Not like a not a crazy fancy establishment, but a night like a business casual you, you, establishment. You mean to tell me you don't take the heathens and hooligans there? You don't this take like the heathens fancy... and the hooligans. Okay, there. okay. Like Pursuta and Dale Lolly are wearing like blazers to this to this place. Oh, okay. Fit. You had W or didn't you? I had this <laughs> same bomber jacket that we're wearing right now. And since it was a one o'clock game, like yes. when we go 
cross when we go cross country and we're gonna be in this city for a long time. You know, you we leave early Saturday. Up, boy. Absolutely. I bring more clothes yep, yep. because we're gonna know. be there all day already Saturday. Know. The game's not till later Sunday. I, I need more outfits. I need more clothes. Oh man. When we have these AFC North one o'clock games. My man said I'm, I'm traveling with sweats. I'm on the plane. I'm on the plane for forty minutes. We up and down. Like we're up and down. I wear the clothes I'm gonna go out in and I bring my clothes. Oh, That's yeah. it. I pack light. So I am dressed to go to a Cincinnati dive bar and watch college football with my guy, Mike Pursuta. I go to this dinner, okay? Great dinner at the Montgomery Inn. We had ribs. We had chicken. We had mac and cheese. It was dessert. It was fantastic. Was there any chili? There was no chili. There was chili the next day at the at, the, at halftime hot dogs. Okay, okay. I got, Shout my, out. I got my Skyline halftime hot dog chili. There it is. There which it is, is good. I like Skyline Chili on a hot dog. Got to be in the right situation. Got to be on a hot dog with some mustard and some cheese, right? But it's good in that in that in that scenario. We're sitting down at this dinner, okay, and everyone is 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 dressed, you know, business casual. Right, and, right. and there's me in my WVU football bomber jacket with my jeans on. A truly on brand, though. On brand. And can I tell you a one hilarious joke here before we turn the page? Gerard, okay. Shout out to Gerard, Gerard. also. Another yeah, tireless working individual, man. A lot of the listeners probably man. don't know Gerard. He's a behind-the-scenes guy, but he is the conductor and the instructor of everything the Steelers do in terms of a video standpoint. Yeah, you see, me. if it's on camera, Gerard is behind he's it, man. He's the conductor Seriously. and the instructor. Gerard is the man. Gerard is a great guy. He's a lot of fun to hang with. And again, he, he directs everything on the Steelers video side of the equation. We're going around. Everybody is uh, placing drink orders. You know, some people are getting just a little Pepsi or a Coke or whatever it might be. Others, a glass of wine, something like that. A little bottle of red, a little bottle of white. The uh, the, the the nice waitress gets to me and she goes, what can I get for you, sweetie? You know, because they always call me sweetie because I look like I'm 12. I say, uh, I'll just take a Miller Lite, ma'am. Thank you. You got carded. And Ger- I didn't. But oh. Gerard, from across the table, Gerard goes, yeah, get the guy in the West Virginia jacket a Miller Lite. We didn't see that one coming. About to say, yeah, you know he was going to have a little brewski. I was like, uh, I just leaned, I was yep, like, I just yep. leaned right into it. Lean so, into yeah, it, so if I was wearing my blazer, ma'am, I would get a nice glass of Chateau Margot. Yeah, no, you know, I, yeah, yeah, a little pin on the wall. But instead, he's going to settle for a, a, a Budweiser. Yeah. So... Yes, uh, everyone was laughing at me in my under. Backo was nice. Backo was like, "Nah, dude, you're fine. It looks good. It's a good look." Did they put it in a can? Don't worry about it. No, it's in a bottle. It would have. It would have been fitting. I wish they would have put it in a can for you. Just bring it on. Now though, I got my revenge because after the dinner, we all went to O'Malley's in the alley, which is the Cincinnati dive bar that we love so much. And everybody else was way overdressed. Everybody else Mm -hmm. walked in there like, "What the heck are these guys doing?" Yeah. And I looked like I perfectly belong, as there was a group of Florida fans and Florida State fans that were about to fight the second that we walked in. Hey, shout out to them, man. That actually happened. No, shout out to Florida State. Shout out to Florida State. We appreciate you. I walked into the bar right into a fight yeah. between Florida and Florida State fans. I like it. Uh, like, I like, you, you didn't get got, did you? I did it. All I right. actually had to play a little peacekeeper, and that's rare of me, as you know. Normally, I'm the yeah. one stirring the pot, not the one separating the combustible ingredients. There's my long-winded story. I love it. I love it. Uh, T. Hamlin tweets us and says, hey, now, Skyline Chili is delicious. Make fun of the bungles all you want, but leave my chili alone. I don't... Again, on a hot dog, like a chili dog, chili cheese dog, it's great. I had two of them at halftime. But I ain't putting none of that on my spaghetti and like eating that as a meal now. Did no, you have no did chance. you have your, your little black and orange on too while you was eating it? Would you stop I'm it? I'm just asking. I'm just you, asking. Listen, man. you know of all wow. colors, I think orange Jeez. is the most gaudy, all right? Wow. 
just, black and orange. Just like yikes, just man. Just threw up in my crazy, mouth a little man. bit. Not only the Bengals, the Flyers Jeez. wear that nastiness. <clears throat> All I'm saying is like <clears throat> you had a Flyers themed wedding. <clears throat> you had a Flyers themed wedding. <clears throat> hey, you weren't. Th- we weren't friends yet. You weren't there. You don't know. <laughs> Word of the street was a flyer steed wedding. That's all I'm saying, bro. Uh, the wedding, the wedding <laughs> topper of our of our wedding cake was was pretty epic. A flyers fan, bro. Like the Eagles, you 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 won a championship with the Eagles. Now listen, I know you're upset at Philly about everything that transpired hey, last yo, night. Yo, right? don't, don't do that. That's crazy. You stepped right in that one. You right. teed me up. Listen, on listen, that. listen, listen, listen. It's personal across the state right now. Okay, I don't like anything over the key. I don't like anything when you cross past Dago. Penn State, I don't want nothing over that side. And I don't even like Penn State if you know you know, all right? So, yes, I feel some type of way about the whole state of Pennsylvania. So, just let me just let me just enjoy Pittsburgh and we should stay in Pittsburgh, okay? Most, yeah. most don't want to hear from my dear wife, Morgan, right Absolutely now. Absolutely not. Like, yo, save all of that. Leave me alone. I'm seeking comfort. <laughs> okay, we have to go to break. I don't want to shortchange it. More, more on the offense, more on finishing drive, more on a step forward while still leaving some meat on that bone. Your tweets, your reactions, Chris Carter, it's all happening on a victory Monday. <laughs> I can't even look at modes. I'm laughing. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment of the first hour of the program here. Rudy sums it up well on Twitter where he says, I'm just glad I didn't have a heart attack this Sunday for the first time this season. Shout out. I'm with, I'm, I'm with you on that. I know a lot of Shout people. Shout out. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, like classic Steeler fashion. We still had to sweat that one out. I was never worried for a second. I really wasn't. I know at times the score was tight. Heck, even when the Steelers were down 7-3 to three at halftime, I still thought, they're going to win this game. They're going to start scoring some points here eventually. They're going to win this game. But Arthur Motes, there was the step forward on offense. There was improvement without a doubt. There was that 400 number for the first time in a long time. On four and no. But 16 points is 16 points. The, it's a sweet 16, though. The shortcomings near the end zone are still shortcomings near the end zone. That was it's, by design. It's a next step forward. But then what's the onus? Because, again, you and I were talking about this a little bit during break. The the one olive branch I extend to Kenny Pickett in this offense, they played some really good defenses over the last few weeks. Cleveland may be the best in the league. Green Bay, very underrated and a lot of talent on that offense. Tennessee, as much as they're struggling, have had a solid defense for the course of the season. Jacksonville, same thing. That hasn't been the case. That's not the case now necessarily here as we get to the end of November and roll into December. Cincinnati has some dudes on defense without a doubt, but if you look at their yards per game and their points per game that they're surrendering, they're towards the bottom of the league. Same with Arizona, same with New England. This is the time to take a step forward, and I think they started that certainly on Sunday, but 16 points still leaves you a little underwhelmed in that regard where it felt like a day where you could have easily scored more. What's the next kind of box to check in your mind to get that moving in the right direction as well, too? Bump that. Replicate. Hmm. But execute? No, replicate. And, and when I say replicate, I mean to the exact extent, right? So have we seen Kenny make a back shoulder throw? 
A bunch of times. Have we seen Kenny make the vertical outside throw? Like, the, the just the deep ball, right? Mm-hmm. The goal ball. Mm-hmm. We obviously saw him multiple times yesterday make the throw across the middle of the field, a pat fire move. We've seen him make the drag. We've seen him make the slant, right? We've seen him make the in, the out, and all this stuff, right? We've seen us be able to run the ball. Have we not? It's not the first time we've seen Najee Harris have an explosive day on the ground, right? Correct. We've seen that. It's not the first time we've seen Jalen Warren have a good day on the ground and through the air, right? We've seen that also. Correct. We've seen all of this stuff. That has never been the issue in terms of if they are capable. We said that's part of the problem is they've shown on multiple occasions that they are capable. The problem is consistency. They show this, and then they don't show it at all. They'll flash Kenny, right? One moment Kenny looks top five. Next minute he looks like, bro, you shouldn't even be in the league, right? And that'll happen throughout the same game. So the big thing is just give me the consistency. Replicate what we just saw. Before we talk about taking another step forward, another step, another step, another step, show me that this step is legitimate. At the NFL level, anybody could do it once. Some people even do it twice. That third time, now hey, you start. Jay made some nice throws, too. Jay Brown threw for about 250 yards. And he's one mistake away from having his team up two scores heading into the fourth quarter. So, That's for the me. Consistency element. Consistency. Because the whole game I'm watching, and I'm like, yo, Jake is doing well. But for me, the reason why I wasn't in. Actually, mine was actually document. I was doing watch party talking about this during Ooh. the time. Yeah. But the reason why, you know. There is this sense of comfort while you're watching him move up and down the fields because law of averages. What are the odds that this rookie quarterback is going to go for four quarters and throw the ball as many times as he's throwing it with our pass rush and our defense and not make a mistake, whether that be a strip sack or a turnover through the air? Sure. And we almost got the strip sack, but we did get the turnover through the air. That's the part where you just hang your hat on the consistency of our defense. The flip side is the consistency or the lack thereof of our offense. So... Yes, yesterday was exciting to see. We moved the ball. Yes. Give me just that again. We made the big ordeal about 400 yards total offense, right? Go get that number again. Go get it again. And we're going to score more than 16 cool. points. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I like, just show me saying. that. That makes sense. Because just keep doing that. Right. Because it's like, we know we can win. That wasn't new. So we can't act like we only won because of this. That's not the case. We've been winning. But what I want to see is if this is truly going to be, you know, sustainable. If these guys are truly going to be execute like that. And it's not just a matchup. It wasn't just a flavor of the week. It wasn't just a, man, we had an emotional high. Man, just give me this 400 again next week. You got another great opportunity, Arizona Cardinals. Another great opportunity, man. Ripe for the picking. Another great opportunity. Yeah. But just show me you can do that. Before we start talking about what's the next, the next, the next, man, just give me this again. And if you give me this again, I'll ask for it one more time. And then after you show me you've done it three weeks in a row. Or at least been flirting in this high, mm-hmm. close to 400 yards total offense mm-hmm. thing. Then from there, we can start talking about, all right, man, give me better execution of the red zone. All right, man, maybe we want to start scheming this guy open a little bit more. Maybe we want to get to that. Maybe we want to hit this explosive yeah. play or whatever. But to me, yeah. that was part of the issue even dating back when we talked Canada and Kenny. There wasn't enough consistency between the both of sure. them to really get legitimate growth. Sure. We were hollering about making audibles, and it's like, how we holler about making audibles when the quarterback is missing these routine throws? How can we holler about, you know, the quarterback making these throws when at times we're looking at the coordinator and we're asking, hey, man, do you got the best feel at times for certain calls? We get call, throw, receivers, O-line, not right. Mm-hmm. Everything right running, running back to hit the right hole. It's one game. 
as we've seen the story this season, man. When we win, the people go crazy and act like we won in the Super Bowl. And then when we lose, they're like, yo, what Blow happened? It all up, fire everybody. It, we, y'all be, they'd be so shocked that we're like, yo, it shouldn't be as shocking because of this context. No, that makes a lot of sense the way you break it down. And so that's, for me, what I'm trying to see next week, man. Literally, what we just saw, just give me that again. Show me that we can move the ball consistently. Show me that we can look competition. Show me that we can protect the ball, be aggressive when we need to. All right? And then we'll worry about the other stuff once it gets more prevalent. Well said there from Professor Motes. What does the pastor think, though? Hey, now. Oh, we got to talk to our buddy Chris Carter on the other side. They should be a packed house in the congregation today, yeah, man. Yeah, i tell you what. They've that been offer waiting. This going is like up. East, this is like Easter Day. They are waiting for this hey, sermon, baby. Hey, let's go. We'll let's talk to go. CC on the other side. Uh, real quick, Marco tweets us and says, on the clock time, I believe the field clocks are connected by networks to the clock on television. There was most likely an issue with network time protocol from the computer running the clock to its NTP server. I'm a computer nerd. I like it. I like it. So they all these te- all these teams just got one clock to work that thing. I guess that's a billion dollar industry. Where your backup clock at, man? Where your backup NTP server? Because you billion dollars. When you got a billion dollars, you can have backup NPT server. So that way, we don't got to be worried about it. Most if you that's had a billion dollars, saying. would you have a backup house? I would, because it's, it's a billion dollars. Would you have a backup car? It's a bit. If a bit, bit not my. There's a lot of backup. I may have billion dollars. <laughs> Would you have a backup co-host? I mean, just, hey, I got another Wes in the closet look, look, there. Just pull him out, have a plug backup, him in. I'm going to have a backup moats, all right? Look, Wes, I ain't coming to the studio today, all right? Backup moats coming here today, okay? You're talking about a backup. What about a stunt that walk around here, man? Like, moats, who is that next to you? That's just my stunt double. Why? Because I got a billion dollars. That's why. <laughs> Chris Carter, the real one, not the backup one. Coming up next, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. <laughs>